Coming to you live from Tampa Bay, this is The Art Sign. cool cats and kittens it's johnny torres coming to you from the home of the tiger king that is tampa bay florida this is the art sign the most important and relevant podcast in politics we apologize for our little technical glitch there at the beginning of the show but we want to make sure we give you the best show possible tonight because we do have a lot to talk about so real quick we'll run down uh the table and the cast of characters for tonight one more time and uh, let's see over on the far left anibal cabrera how are you sir and then we've got Jake Hoffman over on the uh, far right. How's it going? Uh, hopefully you guys can hear me this time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us if you're still watching. And then uh, joining us at the uh, the new chair. Uh, or, you know, the is, quarantine uh, corner. The, the quarantine <laughs> corner. That's right. <laughs> that is Parker, everybody. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. It's been a little while. It's been a while. And uh, as we do every show, let's go ahead and run down real quick our list of topics. Again, we got the $2 trillion stimulus. We'll break down the details of that. Uh, Joe Biden, is there buyer's remorse on behalf of the Democratic Party? We'll pick that apart, along with Governor Cuomo in New York and a media bias. Uh, and then we'll start to get back into the coronavirus topic here at the state level with the state response, Governor DeSantis and so on. And then down to the local level, now that we have a safer at-home order and what exactly that means. Uh, the River Church, also somewhat of a local topic, making national headlines. Uh, a church pastor decides to hold service with a couple hundred people over the weekend, and it is not turning out so well. So we'll talk about that and uh, why that's important. And, you know, of course, how we kind of are, are perceiving this issue. Uh, for those of you who may not be from the area, it's not as simple as you might think. And then, of course, everybody's favorite internet topic right now, the hotness that is the Tiger King. Uh, and again, we are coming to you from Tampa Bay, so we know a little something about what's going on over there at Big Cat Rescue and Carol Baskin. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to start off the show, Anibal Cabrera has a little statement about us getting together. Some people aren't quite comfortable with us uh, getting together to do the show, and we want to make sure we address that up front before we get into tonight's topic. So, Anibal, take it away. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> we at the Yard Signs and Tampa Bay Young Republicans would like to thank the uh, Hillsborough County Emergency Policy and Leadership Team for taking the appropriate action and listening to the constituents and health advisors. There is a delicate balance, tug of war between the social contract in our community and civil liberty as citizens of this nation. And we feel that that balance was achieved in our community with a safer at home ordinance. We are all in agreement that this is a serious matter and we are doing all that we can to flatten the curve, follow CDC guidance that we can stop this virus and save lives. As younger people, it is important that we take care of those that took care of us when we were children. Remember to check up on the elder, your elderly neighbors, friends, and family members. There are countless stories of citizens dropping off food, supplies, providing assistance, and, making, and still making sure they follow guidance when they go and visit their parents, either across the lanai or even the pool. 
From day one, Hillsborough County Schools, which is the seventh largest in the country, have been impacted. For many of these kids in our communities, the teachers and support staff are sometimes the one and only positive example that these kids have and a guaranteed meal for that day. Thank you for stepping up and seeing the need that was created because of the virus. And thank you to educators for learning how to work with Zoom and providing a virtual learning experience for our kids. I would encourage parents to make sure that they do not do anything inappropriate while all their kids are still there. You are working from home and they are learning from home. We would like to also thank those multiple businesses that are continuing service during this critical time, making sure that the shelves are fully stocked at any moment and knowing that the CARE Act has been passed and we will be pushing out more information about that later on in today's in today's. Um, podcasts. A lot of young Republicans and young people in general are part of the uh, of the gig economy, small business owners, 1099 workers, and sole proprietors. And we know that we're doing our best to get you guys back on your feet. Thank you to all religious and non-profit organizations for providing services throughout the community, and we will talk about the river later. And finally, thank you to the healthcare and first responders for all that they've done and will continue to do as they fight the virus. Um, at the front lines that they fight the virus. We are all Americans, citizens of this greatest country, blessed by our creator. We know that during this time of great strain, we rally. Many companies and individuals didn't need a government mandate to start retooling their facilities and factories to build ventilators, test kits, or even starting to bottle hand sanitizer in their backyard. But we did, we did all of that. And we see it every time there's a natural disaster or when our neighbor needs help. We as a nation are notorious and always fashion related to any party. But when we get out of the gate, we always win the race. And we will be there to help out the world to rebuild and heal. Remember, safer at home is the current is the current ordinance for our community. Practice social distancing and please wash your hands. I know you shouldn't be told this at your age. However, it was only three years ago that we were telling everyone not to eat Tide Pods. Thank you, Nebel. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Right. I, I, yeah, I won't. I won't contradict too many things in that statement um, right off the bat. So I'll. I'll <laughs> Um, just say that again, I, I've been very openly critical about, you know, a lot of the things that you talked about there, um, both locally, uh, at the state level, even at the national level of what's going on right now. So hopefully we can dive into a little bit more on kind of where, where we stand on everything. But again, I, I think that you did sum up the, the seriousness of the situation and the fact that we are doing everything we can to abide by all of the rules that are currently in place. Correct. So Johnny, you want to jump us into $2 trillion that we just spent? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, you know, we're dealing with all this coronavirus, and this is going to have an enormous economic impact. A lot of people are already talking, certainly recession, possibly even a depression. Uh, folks out of work, folks that can't work. Uh, part of the reason why, and I'll express this again later with this stay-at-home, safer-at-home orders, all you're doing is preventing more people from going to work. Um, but we'll get into that later. What did happen was the president was able to get a deal passed with uh, Democrats for a two trillion dollar deal um what do you guys uh, how are you guys feeling about this i mean obviously a lot of money we're already severely in debt we haven't seen a lot of uh of budget cuts uh from the republican party in quite some time um you know it i'm, I'm kind of torn i think some it was it's a necessary evil you guys yeah i mean at the end of the day like i don't want the government to interfere with our business but a couple of weeks ago, they interfered with business, yeah. right? So if you shut down businesses, you have to reimburse businesses. You can't just go out there um, and tell everyone they can't work and then just expect them to pay their bills, right? Uh, so you have to do something here that helps people 
everyday people, you know, your middle class, lower class, um, you know, again, people that have millions of dollars saved up, they don't need as much help, you know, through a couple months again, but I do understand why, and I kind of want to explain tonight why I think it's important that, you know, people are calling it like, you know, big business bailouts, like they were like the airlines being bailed out. And again, all of these different businesses, um, employ a lot of people. And, you know, just because some money goes to a corporation, and again, they put provisions in this that prevented things like stock buybacks, which has been a really uh, contentious point with amongst uh, liberals and, you know, uh, even people on our side, nobody wants to see them get free money from taxpayers and then then go buy back stocks and, and kind of line their own pockets. But, you know, those provisions were put in there. Uh, we finally got a deal done. It was denied by Democrats three times. Um, and, you know, probably almost again, you know, they did eventually come to a, uh, you know, a resolution here, but there's a lot of good to be taken with this. There's also a lot of bad. Again, there's still, it's still a bill. There's still $2 trillion and some people got a lot of money that, you know, they didn't necessarily need. Um, there's, there's pork to the bill. There definitely was, there's really no way around that. But, you know, the, yeah. the, the important part of getting money in Americans' hands uh, is it was done again could it have been more probably the fact that we're not going to be shut you know we're gonna be shut down now until at least april 30th from what the president's saying and i would say mid-may is what we're looking at and even realistically into june or july and so this is not going to be the first one of these bills passed and it's not going to be the first check you're receiving probably either i think this is definitely not the first bill that's going to be passed i feel that there's going to be at least one or two more yeah. acts of this kind of grand um amount and I, I agree with you this is a completely different situation when we had the housing crisis that became our credit crisis that was banks and individuals there was a large amount of people that were to blame even the federal government were to blame for the last big economic crisis that we had into play however this particular crisis is government started i would say they are the ones that are causing the airlines to just shut down because of the reduction of travel individual counties and states are requiring stay at home and no, and even shelter at home so you yeah. can't even work at all and so that's where things are starting to 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 escalate of that it is a, if the government is requiring us to have these many shutdowns and it's going to require the government to step in and give an, an amount and i think they did all right in the first set of of tranches that they've released the pay uh, paycheck protection act i think is really important for individual small businesses mm -hmm. to uh, keep their current employees on the payroll they will be able to get those money yeah I, I think that there's there's good when it comes to some of those things i think it's going to be really difficult uh for one of the big things that i've heard from a talking point from a local standpoint even a state and federal uh you know talking point is go go to the sba and get a loan right yeah, that's almost and, a, it's it's and, taking almost in like six hours and to get someone on the phone and then it keeps on crashing not even just that but i mean it's not even something feasible for a lot of people and again it's still a loan and who knows when it's actually going to come in because you know you could have applied a week or two ago and then you probably haven't heard anything from them and you have no idea and so that's why i mean again at this point we're looking at I'm going to say this over and over again, not just tonight, but probably in the future as well, that we are looking at probably, I would say, at least 10 million jobs lost in this country. I do at, not agree with that at all. We are at 3 million Unem last unemployment month. Unemployment rate, or uh, last those week. that submitted for unemployment, yeah, as a nation. Yeah. We're going to be at, as I'm saying, as a nation, we are and easily now, going to surpass and 10 million. And now what's happening is that the, the loans are coming into play. People are going to get money And no one's going to use their loan that they have to pay back no, in a year if you do, to if hire you, if to you keep would have people read on payroll. The, payroll. the Paycheck Protection Act, if you keep them on the payroll, that money is then as a grant mm -hmm. and is forgiven. 
I, that is something I that people need to understand. So I if understand, you do, but if you are if you are a small business, and when I say small, not SBA fifty million to one hundred and fifty million dollars small business, like a real small business where you are a restaurant and you are closed down right now, you're not keeping anyone payroll on the hopes that you have a loan or that turns into a grant or something like that. Like these people are laid off. They're laid off. They don't want to deal with it, and that's why you see three million people filing for unemployment last week. I mean, if you could pull up the chart right now, there's one. We'll have to attach it to the show, but. We are. We had the most. We doubled, doubled the amount of filed unemployment claims last last week alone. The last time around was two thousand nine or so, around when the crash was. Um, w- just completely annihilated that record. But the and, crash and this is. It's not the, something that's going to be f- fixed not, by SBA. You're not loans. looking at this correctly. With the crash, it was a it was a slow moving target mm-hmm. that hit. That happened with this. It's one big hit. Yeah. So that's why I completely understand why you saw the, the large hit in our in our region alone. We we saw seven thousand five hundred and forty eight people file for unemployment. Will that increase in the next few in the next few weeks? Yes. But I think the bulk of that is going to be felt in the next week, this last yeah. week and this week, and then it'll trickle down because people are going to get back into it. Now, the way that the the act is being done right now, you have the ability to ask for a tranche in the beginning and then be able to pick which one you want to work with. They're releasing mm-hmm. them within 24 to 72 hours when it comes to the first tranche of $25,000. So they're trying to do their best to escalate and move these forward. And that's why they've lowered their requirements of you being able to get a loan from the SBA. SBL. Yeah. SBA, yeah. Again, just because the requirements are lower doesn't mean it's going gonna, it's gonna to save people. It, again, it's important. I'm glad that it's been done. But I worry for the future of this country because of the fact that there is going to end up being 10 million people unemployed within the next like two weeks or three weeks or so. Yes, but then those, all, those people are also going to – what we've had – I think there's like seven or eight companies that are looking to hire a hundred thousand people within their. There their are tranches. A few, there are a few companies that are thriving out there in this situation that are built it. They happen to be in a sweet spot with a bit of a business model where they deliver food or something Correct. like that. Um, but the vast majority of people are not. So I mean, I don't I I don't really know. It's hard to spin this in a good way. Oh, right? there's no because good, there's, there's no, no good there's way. no there's no good news here. Yeah. Right. Um, again, I'm glad that something was passed. I'm glad that. It didn't involve reducing emissions on planes or things like that. Like I'm glad none of that stuff was put in there. It but- did force the um, cruise ships to now be able to have, to have um, docking in the United States. Before yes. they were not part; they were not officially United States companies, and yeah. now they have to. Be. And there again, there are some good. Got to pay happened. your taxes. Yeah, yeah. So again, two trillion dollars. You're getting a check uh, within the next hopefully two weeks or so. Yeah, uh, they said uh, mid-April is when. Uh, uh, individuals that have a direct, direct deposit, deposit yeah. in their from their taxes the last year or two. Yeah. So it to me again hard to hard to spin this hard to make this a good good news at all. But you know, it's good news that money, it, it's good news that got passed. It's good news that there is money coming down the pike. It's good news that we'll have an option because I agree. If mm-hmm. you are forcing businesses to close, then you need to pony up the money. What, and, and when I say that, I mean pony up our money because that's really yeah, what it is. Yeah. Don't expect a tax return for the next next the, two years. <laughs> and the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I I saw that was you know for for our age group as young Republicans that are here and not just Republicans but anyone that's that's young and watching this show that probably graduated college pretty recently, mm-hmm. they have student loans right now. And again, if they can't find a job right now, there was a six month. Um, suspension of, of student loan payments, which is it's, which is great, actually. I think that's a really good way of pausing the payments while this is going on for something that 
you know, is not in an immediate need, you know, as far as like putting food on the table. And I think that's something that's very important that people need to know that you need to call in and request to be part of that program. I actually, I actually don't know if you have there. I happened to look just yesterday. It's it's people are getting money taken out of their accounts still with with the program. They're they're updating it daily. I mean, this is you know we can do this show. Don't don't rely on us for you know the most up to date information on how you should supposed to handle these things (laughs) right now, right like today. No, because every few hours, every few hours they have a meeting on it, and then all of a sudden it changes, and then like the rules change. And so again, this is where we're at right now. I mean, realistically, like if you have some student loans that are laying around and you have to make payments on them, you're probably good by now. You know, unless you unless it was due yesterday or a few days, (laughs) um, this past you know week or so they've they've they're going to be lenient with you and again you're going to have like six months or so to to, to pause that but we need to do this money needed to go to the states money needed to go to um, corporations and individuals and that's what's going on these are not just and again the guidance is still being written yeah but it's not just for companies that have two or three w2 employees companies yeah. that are sole proprietors companies that are 1099 again the big part of the gig everyone that's in here except for one person is a part of the gig economy and because of mm-hmm. that, we are sole proprietors. We are sole LLCs, and this is our business. This is we are the business owners. So the one, the one piece of of this entire two trillion that I want to hit on because I think it's made people really mad is that the the Senate and you know Congress paid themselves quite a bit of money, more than twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I was very surprised in this. And the who, optics, do you know who did that? Or well, not who did it. It was just in the bill, right? I mean, they each got. I think I want to say it was like about sixty five thousand dollars or so per Congress, uh, you know, the office. So again, you're probably looking at splitting that between their staffers and things like that. But um, I can tell you that if every staffer had $65,000, you know, kind of put in there for, they listed things like childcare, um, you know, things that they've been telling the American people that you can't afford and you can't have that. Um, it's really bad optics to then pay yourself $65,000, you know, per per person and then go and tell everybody, oh, you get $1,200 though while we're paying ourselves more while you make significantly more and have significantly better benefits. So, well, and they're still working. Yeah. I mean, they've collected their revenue. They're collecting their revenue. I mean, there, there's no need for government employees, you know, to, again, to get this additional money. There's yeah. no excuse for it. I mean, it's a money grab. It definitely is a money grab, but I'm not surprised that it happened. But I also believe well, no that we couldn't, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't stop it. If you if you allowed it to turn into even more, and that's what the Democrats did. They turned it into a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just putting everything in there. And so you needed something. I wish it was cleaner. I wish it was thrown in there, knowing that we're going to have to do this again in probably a month. Yeah, it's going to end up happening. Well, and the worst part is, is you had you had uh, Nancy Pelosi who put in you know 25 million for the Kennedy Center, and then oh, yeah. the, the, at the same time that the bill passes, then they go ahead and fire all their musicians. Uh, you know, so again, these are it's it's back to the old days of pork where they would just throw stuff on top of a bill so they could get money back in their districts. Yeah. Well, if this does happen again, do they get another sixty five thousand dollars? <laughs> I like, mean, they might. They might. I mean, it depends on what's written in the bill, right? So it's true. Yeah, I mean, you you have no idea, and this is why it takes you know, even if it's just us sitting here complaining <laughs> on a on a TV, you know, which on we our, do our, very well on by our, the yeah, way on our live stream <laughs> podcast, um, you know. You have to hold people accountable and you have to hold, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. Like there's, 
there's plenty of corruption to go around in Washington. On both sides. And oh, on both yes. sides. And so we need to hold them all accountable. That's that's kind of all I have to say about it. From hitting them for selling stock, which I can... Which I, we did last week. Oh, my God. How are they still in office? I don't know. But it's going <laughs> to... Well, but, but when those trials come up, we need to talk about it yeah. and keep on pushing. But the, the biggest factor is, yes, money's coming. It's not coming right away, but it is on its way. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. I think a lot of people were... And I didn't like the position that people were having on this when it came to like, well, they should be having savings and they should have. Yes, that's true. But again, this is a government this caused is, this is disaster. Government shutdown. I mean, you not need, individually. It's a lot of money. I mean, one thing that that should come out of this, it won't. But what should come out of this <laughs> is that again, we should be forcing Congress to balance the budget every yes, year. Yes. I mean, the fact that we have we have just added two trillion to what twenty three trillion or twenty seven trillion. Yeah, what are we at now? We're at, at twenty three, twenty five. I mean, the point is nobody even knows because it's so. <laughs> unbelievably a, a big giant fake number of fake money at this point that like it, it, they're printing money and they're printing money on top of printed money and it's like it's if you you know to try and like delve into what's going on here i mean to get we should hold them more responsible for the debt no one's talking about the debt they're not talking about on the republican platform not talking about the democratic platform that's for sure but you don't and, talk okay, about but it goes back to disaster okay but it goes no, back right to now. who are we indebted to yeah not well, China anymore. Let's see. Who, who are we indebted to? <laughs> I mean, they're printing all this money, and then and now we're we're talking about electronic currencies, right? Um, and and who are who are we in debt to? People. I mean, they're just printing out money, no, and it's devaluing people, the dollar. But people that keep on buying bonds, it's, that's what people are doing still. Who is gonna, to the point to where it's a negative bond yield? Which and who's means collecting people, on it? No one's. You're still going to get paid off on it. But the thing is, uh, the only area in this world that's actually somewhat available that you'll get your money back is the United States. Europe is falling apart at the moment. Two of its largest yeah. economic powerhouses are on the verge of collapse because of what's happening. China will never be trusted again of what they've done, which brings them down even further. So who's left? Yeah. The United States. That's why we can continue to pay and do what we do is because people are willing to buy our bonds. And that's what happens. So no one cares about the UN. So let's... I, we're going to end up getting ourselves stuck in that, and I don't think we're going to have any <laughs> yeah. chance to talk about all of the fun meat of of what's going Jake on just here. Jake really wants to talk about Tiger King. Well, I do absolutely want to talk that about Tiger King. That is our last topic. Last, we, we have to make sure we have time for it at the end. <laughs> Gosh. All right, real quick. Again, thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign. We appreciate you watching from whenever, wherever you may be watching. Thanks to our friends of BizPack Review and Conservative News today for carrying the show. We are looking and following our comment section there as well, so feel free to give us some feedback. Uh, we love you watching the show. Uh, don't forget you can also get an audio version of the show on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Our next topic, let's go ahead and bring up the list uh, one more time. Biden's remorse, or is it buyer's remorse for the Democratic Party? Um, early on in this coronavirus, people were like, okay, where's Joe Biden? He's been MIA. Um, you know, he was very MIA early on in this virus. And, and some people were saying that Trump was just hogging all the airtime. Again, the media chooses what they do or don't put on television. Now that he's starting to come out on television, uh, not boding well for him. I mean, he's slurring his words. He's uh, losing his train of thought. He's saying things that don't make a lot of sense. Uh, is there anything that Democrats can do? And do you think there's buyer's uh, remorse happening here? Is there something that they can do? Yes. Should they do it? No. <laughs> the last time they tried to do something like this was in 1968 when they put Humphrey on there, who didn't win not one primary, but yet they needed to put him in there, and that was a contested convention. It has happened in the past. They can do it. It's it's theoretically but they shouldn't it's it, not that's not going to happen i mean again joe biden actually i i will disagree with you guys here and i don't like giving joe biden a lot of credit but 
over the past couple he weeks because, because he's been quiet and letting this whole thing take place. I mean, where what I'll be critical about um, with with both him and even the president is that you know they have not been vocally instructing the country on how they're going to lead us out of it. And I don't feel like there's been, uh, you know, if I, if I'm Joe Biden and I'm his camp, I am using this, you know, entire, um, you know, current situation in the, in America to look us in the, you know, look us in the camera that, you know, he's not so great at doing, but saying, you know, like, look, America, things are going to be okay. Things are going to get better. And let me show you the way. And, you know, there's, there's been a lack of leadership again from the top, top down. And, you know, for, for Joe Biden, um, you know, he had a couple of good comments, I, I want to say about, you know, again, that he did try and say, like, you know, Americans are strong. And the one thing that he said that I really liked was about that we, we need to be told the truth. And that's something that I hadn't heard a talking point from any other politician at any other level was that he was like, Americans can handle the truth. And nobody wants to have the hard conversation about, okay, well, what, like, like, what are we looking at here from a death count standpoint? What are we looking at here from an unemployment standpoint? Like, where do those two things mesh? And like, where, where are, what are we going to do about this? And he was the first person to say, let's tell America the truth. I mean, whether he's going to or whether he is doing is a different thing. Um, you know, again, I st right now what's frustrating Republicans and, and the people who are on the right that are saying that this is kind of like all designed to take down Trump is that it is hurting Trump in, from, again, his economy, um, you know, again, being able to talk about these kind of things. I don't think and it's hurting him. He's now looked up as a, as a war president. His, some, his some approval people, rating is through the roof compared to where it was again. He, and he's reduced the gap between him and Biden by almost 10, 10 plus points. Yeah, I don't I don't believe so the, all the numbers of, and I don't believe the polls. All of, <laughs> so, that's, that's fine. You don't believe anything. No one's, well, so no one's who's, who's answering their phone right now. They're scared that the coronavirus is going to go through no, the phone. No, even more people are answering their phones now. They're because not, they're everyone's home centers. and they have they nothing else to do. They don't have call centers right now. They can't possibly have accurate numbers either. Have you run a poll center? I'm not. They're not even going to have people like I had in the two same calls this weekend six asking us. Yes, they have six in each, feet. in each call center. Have you have you ever worked in a call center? No, I've not have worked you? in a call uh, center. No, I've not worked in a call center. But the point is that never worked in a call but they're center. all closed right now. So you, you know, I don't, don't I, know you what a call center looks like, which means accurate. that you don't know if they're six feet they're or not. I can tell you that they're closed. Not all call centers are closed because Why they're not? able to abide by the six-foot rule. I'm done with this conversation. Of course and you are that, because you're losing <laughs> it. At the end of the day. Polls are inaccurate. You can tell me in the comments if I'm right. I agree they're inaccurate. But at the end of the day, any poll that gives Trump that he's actually winning, which means that, again, all these polls are biased. The media is biased everyone's biased however when you see it that it's increasing on his side you know there's something crazy going on in the country and people like it people there's, like him and what he's doing he's well, talking they, every know, single day this is and who, that's why people don't like biden because when he talks he looks like an idiot well, talking yeah, to i people. agree and lately that's, that's been the worse. case yes. yes yeah so so but but who they do love right now let's talk about who they do love they love fomo for cuomo fomo for cuomo man like <laughs> oh my God. the media's obsession with governor cuomo i mean how many of my friends have told me that i need to listen to governor cuomo <sighs> and what he's saying right now on the left Dry having to have gone to school in New Jersey. And, and listen <laughs> All to I see is Cuomo, Cuomo, Cuomo. Every, Cuomo's everyone's man. I, crush I on don't Monday. understand. Yeah, they it's, it's some, it's such a it's some hope. And with the thing is, like, I talk to all my friends up north, and it's such a difference between my friends up north compared down here, because down here, everyone's very much more relaxed about the whole, whole situation happening right now. Up north, my friends are scared to death about what's happening, and they're about to get cabin fever, and I think 
their lockdown's gonna be forcefully pushed out. Because yeah, I, think- I, I don't think we should be letting them into Florida. But if I was in New York, <laughs> oh, I'm but if so I was, for if the travel. If I was in New York, I would be on the first. We I have, have the first rented car or flight so out of there. So many friends that just showed up on Palm Island, and I was like, "What are you people doing here? Yeah. Everyone is at their timeshares. Stay home. Everyone <laughs> is where they. I, so they I had all been- left. The, the real the real Floridians that lived and worked in New York left about three weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> under, I again I understand why um, you know people are uh, you know leaving New York. I because again I would be leaving New York for sure. Um, did we lose? Did we lose uh, the stream here? Oh, we are. We did lose the stream. It's frozen. It's still running. I don't know if we're still alive or not. Oh, all right. So we're back. All right. Sorry, we froze for a second there. Um, so what what I was saying though uh, was that you know again if you're in New York there really wasn't a strategy in place. And again if you were listening to the Tampa Young Republicans about a week ago when we wrote a letter, all we were asking for was hey why don't you come up with a plan before you decide to shut everything down? Like we have to so, have steps. We can't go to like total lockdown. We have to have steps and. It sh- there are laws that say we have to have emergency plans that happen, and that includes bio virus infectious hazards. Those are um, what's the, the word? I'm the like? the you're, requirement you're, for yeah. city planning. Yeah. And this is my this is what I get really upset it. about because he makes it sound like the, that the president's not giving him anything and everything else. First of all, every governor has had that uh, preparedness act, the HSS. Uh, pandemic plan since 2005 which is requiring x amount of ventilators x amount of hospital beds so they've already they've always had this This isn't just the republicans this isn't just the democrats this is anyone in government they've had this for a while and the numbers that they're throwing out there are so ridiculous that you had to have the health and services um advisors come out and say okay guys pump the brakes what you're saying yeah three million people dead that's all calm this is the thing this is the thing i mean again if you go back and watch this podcast like for the last six or weeks or so we've been been been, talking we've been saying that they they are still working off completely inaccurate numbers and that's like something i've been complaining about over and over again there's no like the, the main study that they built this entire model off of the guy came back and said well i i could be off by you know, instead of two million people, maybe it's like fifty thousand. Like, I mean, it's so the, crazy. The, the wide, wide variety. I mean, I listen to but the media loves that. The media, of course, loves the media loves it. They like the biggest story. story. Yeah, it's just it, it it's drama and drama sells. Story sells. Yeah, Facts and and again, the, the news. I don't know what the news numbers look like, but I'm sure they're really high because everyone's just looking, sitting around watching it, the news. I feel like I don't. There's like nothing cohesive. It feels like because I just don't pay attention to the numbers anymore. Because I almost I just, watched CNN. That's how desperate I was. Well, no, listen. But this is something I heard today from the. Uh, I, I don't want to butcher his title, but essentially he was the um, the head of our our disaster medical uh, in Florida. I forget. I feel bad for missing uh, his name. He's a doctor. Um, oh no! Not sure. But <laughs> what he was saying was that when they when they asked him for advice on what the you know what what is it going to look like like what are the numbers we're looking at you know what about this study we saw what about this study we saw he was like well all the studies are saying this and this and that and they're different and they're all based off of different models so if your doctor the people that are the head doctors in the situation are not like 
relying all like with a consensus around a single model like you shouldn't either and there's no way that you can look somebody in the face and go i know for a fact that two million people are going to die from this or fifty thousand people are going to die from this because you don't know you don't know because we're we're working with completely inaccurate numbers from start to finish because no one's tested nobody has any idea how many millions of people have this this disease and you know it could be again it could be in the millions and that's and that's the biggest problem is that there is such a large incubation time there's such a large variance of someone that can be completely asymptomatic Mm. to someone that needs a, a ventilator immediately and that's the biggest problem now we're not discrediting what's happening at the hospitals themselves and i encourage anyone to be to hop on those emergency policy calls that yep. occur every monday and thursday at 1 30 so you can actually hear accurate numbers from the people that are running advent that are running bake care that are running hta those are the individuals i want to hear from i yeah. can honestly care less about the additional people even though I thought they did a great job this last call because the first call was a nightmare <laughs> situation so let's talk but about the, but the most recent call that which was today it may, they were talking about like they they have a plan there's a dashboard yeah. they can count anyone that's coming in now the biggest problem i have that i'm seeing is that our frontline individuals those that are first responders nurses er doctors those are the people that have been running on 13 hours a day for the last few weeks and those are the people that we're going to start having problems with because they're getting yeah. exhausted by the additional level of what normally does not happen yeah yeah i mean there's there's a lot to talk about with you know how thankful we are for all of our our first responders and our healthcare workers who are putting themselves on the line here um you know i think that people should be they are i think people are appreciative of them but you know our again our state and local um battles which is our our next topic here that we're that we're going to kind of go into you know they have not really, I felt like, had a plan on how to handle those people, how to most effectively keep them safe and be able to, you know, keep them at work, and then again, and also like um, exclude the most at risk. And so, something that you know, I, I personally have been working on for the past few days is getting legislation in the hands of people who can do something about it at our at our federal level about, you know, how do you effectively quarantine uh, pre pre quarantine old people before they get sick right and and employees that are uh in the public sector that are going to be in these uh you know what what they'll describe as hotbeds at some point right like your jails your you know your substance abuse centers your places where uh, large amounts of people are going to be congregated as in the in the public sphere and then remove the most at risk from those places and and keep them safe for a while that's a a pretty difficult it's, 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 but it's required. Very, it's very difficult, but this but is it's that Because you have to, because I've been looking at these codes recently, mm-hmm. um, and you have to be able to continue your work, but you still have to expect um, a increase in visitors if there's a disaster available, and you have to have space for um, those that are going to put others at risk. Yeah, you because- have to have those, and you have to make sure you have enough room for extra patients within those at-risk centers and that's what's happening here and And we don't have that in the least in the state of florida in the city of tampa the hillsborough county the reports that we're getting from the um the 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 main medical professionals are saying that they do have beds they do have icu ventilators and they also and the uh, county administrators have also said that they have plenty that they are organizing uh, hotels to be able to if there is an influx necessary now do i think and this is why it gets me so upset People are like, oh, we're going to be the next New York. We're going to be the next L.A. No, we're That's not. That's so no, we're not. stupid. We do not have the same kind of density. density. We don't have yeah. the same kind of transportation issues and well, everything even, else. Even the the uh, the doctors that you heard on the, the emergency call today, they are saying – 
we're not New York. No. We're not L.A. We're Florida. Yeah. We're not built the same. And you know what? Guess what? What's insane about <clears throat> Cuomo, by the way, which like everyone is giving him the most praise in the entire world? They're running their subways. Exactly. They're running it's, their subways. Is, is anybody crazy. like are we going to talk about this at all? Like the dirtiest place. In probably the country is oh, a New York subway. They've been taking photos of like the chairs and the subways being actually clean, and people are shocked at the <laughs> color. Yeah, like I didn't know they were like light brown. Also, the political aspects of this. A month and a half ago, Cuomo was making sure everyone still went and celebrated Chinese New Year's and still went out in the streets to the festivals yeah. and everything else. The amount of hypocrisy that the the government issued because they were like, oh. A stopping travel is racist. Now they want to shut everything down. And well, so not you know, not to sidetrack us too much, but you got the mayor of New Orleans blaming Trump for not <laughs> yeah, oh canceling Mardi Gras so when it's within her rights that it's that it's that is her right to make that decision. It is not the president's place to make that decision for her. Whatever. She's and had he done it, had he done it, he would have been called a racist for canceling Mardi Gras. She's not going to be there much longer. She'll get caught up on another um, corruption charge like every other mayor <laughs> in New Orleans. Well, the thing is, though, is that, again, when you have these these governors who are trying to, like, basically out shut down each other, yeah. is what, kind of what it seems like, right? Like, you have, like, the mayor of L.A. and, like, you know, governor of California and uh, Chicago has been, like, Illinois has, like, really and tried. That's, like, that's kind of how it felt, like, two weeks ago. And like, we were, like, we, we can't go tit for tat on they're this. They're all trying to fight each other on, like, who can shut down the hardest? And then, like, <laughs> and then, then you have our mayor, Jane Castor, who's over here in Tampa saying, oh, I'm on the phone with our Chicago mayor and San Francisco mayor and stuff like that. It's like, great. That's who we're taking our advice from? Like, are we still taking advice for them? Because Governor Cuomo came out and said shutting things down just and just axing it all is not the right move. And that, and to me, like, again, it's not the right move. Like, you can't just axe the entire economy, axe everybody from so talking to each other um, under an order, by the way, which I really want to dig into this uh, on a state and local and federal um, you know, element because of the fact that that's what we really need to be talking about yeah. here is because like the, the devil is in the details here because there's a big difference between uh, federal mandates and federal um, acts and laws coming down versus state versus local. And it takes a, an understanding of government to, to get what's going on here and like who's what elements are at play here and, and what you know, what the actual effect is. But what the real effect has been is confusion Correct. because right. that's the only thing that i've well, heard from anybody and, and is that's that nobody what we got, any that's idea what we got what's going on with the, with the mayor exactly. two weeks ago is that on saturday oh, i'm gonna shut everything down on monday and there was a huge panic buy yeah. that everyone was having and then come monday she has one vote that was a eight. huge huge misstep by her before we get into that i know that's our next topic uh but uh you know our buddy george doing a good job giving us some information here on the back end of the show uh trump steals nation for longer shutdown after experts warn buyers could kill over two hundred thousand. So now that number's been bumped up by a hundred thousand. Well, no, and that's, see, that's the latest. No, it's been dropped. That's the thing, though, is that like that. Those are the headlines. But the headline, I mean, Fauci just came out yesterday or today and said it's between a hundred thousand and two hundred. So then the headline, they run with a headline that says could kill up to two hundred thousand. But now you're taking the high end of the spectrum of again of already fake numbers and, and completely made up numbers where you're not you don't have you're not starting with. In, like data with integrity. Yeah. You're not starting from a point where you know. Yeah, how but many the thing are, is, is that more as more estimates. as more data is coming in, there that's how they're making these projections. But that number keeps on dropping. It keeps dropping. We were here two weeks ago, and they were saying it was two, over, million, it was two million people, and half and one hundred and fifty million were going to have the virus. Yeah, right. And that and they were like, and that's going to blow. Yeah, of course that's going to blow up yeah. the the ho the yeah. hospitals and well, and people and are else. also doing everything that they yeah. need to. Right, like people are social distancing. And again, like I, I want to get us into Johnny. Maybe you want to intro us into 
to the the state and local you know the difference between what is being what is being done at a local level versus what's being done at a federal level yeah uh well and uh for those of you keeping track our current numbers 163,000 cases uh, 3,146 deaths. This is national uh, numbers uh, recovered. Great number here. 5,258 have recovered. Well, that's what makes so. me mad, though, is that like we're the only number that anybody wants to use as a um, the metric that they want to measure this entire ep- epidemic by is number of cases. And number of cases is directly correlated to how many people you test, right? So like if you have 10 tests but a million people have it, well, then, yeah, when you get 20 tests, 20 people are going to have yeah. it, right? Like, I mean, that's just how this works. Like, people are going to get sick. Like, people are going to test positive, and we're going to keep seeing numbers spike up these these charts exponentially. As we get because more testing. We're getting more testing. But yeah. that's a good thing. And, again, it probably means that your death rate is significantly lower than you actually think and it is. hospitalization is also because, significantly lower. Because of the fact that, again, people are not getting tested if they're well, not okay. symptomatic. So, and this so, is so far, problem. Well, let's hold on. Let's go ahead and get right into the – let's do a proper introduction into the topic, which is that, you know, when it comes to Florida, I think we've been handling this the right way. Um, you know, reports have come out that anything Florida has asked for, we've actually been receiving. You know, so the governor's handling this the right way. And I think the president's been handling this the right way and allowing – the municipalities, the local government, the state government work its work the way it's supposed to. The government, sh- the the federal government, should be the last resort uh, for them to make any kind of policy. And and I think Florida has been exemplary in that way. Trump has made the decisions that he's allowed to make. DeSantis has made the uh, the the decisions that he's been allowed to make, and he's allowing the local governments to make the decisions that they need to make at the local level because we're such a huge and diverse state. Again, the rules that apply here in Tampa are not going to apply in Hardy County uh, because it's not as big a problem. They're not dealing with the same issues and the same circumstances that we are here no, in Tampa and, Bay. No, and again, the, the virus still needs to run its course. Like, what, what frustrates me more than anything is, is how many times are we going to hear flatten the curve, right? Like, you, you need to keep the hospital resources at a certain level, and we can't go over that curve. And, like, basically, you don't want everyone getting sick in the same week. Correct. But at the end of the chart— the same amount of people get sick. And I don't think people realize that. Is that like, so if, if they're estimating that 150 million people in the country are going to end up getting this, you know, sickness, they're going to still get it to some extent, right? Like, they just don't want it to all happen in the same week. So, Which like, when you talk sense. about I, shutting it down, I understand, I understand why we're doing the things that we're doing. I really do. But, you know, I want to go to DeSantis up here. Um, he is doing a great job and he is getting just beaten up in the media for not shutting down the entire state and because of the fact that what johnny just said the state is not a one-size-fits-all solution hardy county is not pinellas county and it's not dade county right so the the fact that he hasn't decided to make an action at the state level past what he's done which is you know stop large gatherings adhere by cdc guidelines and he shut down the beaches which i I have some problems with the beaches but it doesn't look so good when everyone's on spring break and then they they go back to you know wherever they were um you should be in a community that has a private beach anyways so i I, i'm gonna say though is that (laughs) that's what i'm well what i'm gonna say about it is that uh, you know our governor has done a great job he is he is being very rational being very level-headed and he's not letting the media get to him where they're all sitting around being like just shut it all down just shut it all down. But who would have thought 
President Trump would not become a dictator. That like a Republican governor would not want to control everyone's lives during this kind of epidemic. They are showing restraint. They are being appropriate with what the federal government and the local and the state government can and cannot do. And you hear all these people say, "Oh, shut it down. I want the I want the president yeah. to shut the whole thing down." And these are people that you thought were Republicans, and yeah. then you have Democrats arguing like, "Why why do we need to shut everything? Does this make any sense?" I'm well, confused completely. Well, I'm gonna, That's where the thing. Everyone's Democrats are accusing Trump. Of not being the very thing that they thought he was oh going to be, gosh, yeah. which was a fascist, and then, <laughs> and, the, and in fact, they're encouraging him to be the very thing that they've been calling him all along. Well, what's again, and I'm going to repeat this over and over again. If you listen to the last two podcasts, is that it's not split down Republican and Democratic lines, like a little bit, like based off of you know just mindset. But where what it comes down to is your position in life versus you know. So then you take your age and your financial situation versus you know how how upset are you going to be if you you know lose your job versus how upset are you going to be if you get this. And that's where the lines are split. And it's not it's not a party line. It, it no, really isn't. That's why look. We've been the Tampa Young Republicans the past, you know, however many years. And during this week, when we came out and said that, you know, we urge the city not to shut down and we urge the city to listen Restraint. to us. And, 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 all, and all we asked for, baby all steps. we, baby all, steps. all I am asking for is a plan. At the end of the day, I have five Answer questions question. that we're asking for, right? Like five things that like I wanted answered before we decided to shut down the entire economy and the entire world. Um, no one's done it, by the way. And. <laughs> What I why I say that is because there have been plenty of people within the Tampa Young Republicans and you know within the party who are not happy with the way that that is they, they want everything shut down again I would say it has to do with the fact of what their their financial situation and their and what their situation in life is that that's where they're coming from it uh, you know and they they think that everything should be shut down but there is but a also, disagreement with even within our group and as small as it but is but it's also coming from the fact that they have loved ones in the in the front line sure of course so yeah there's, there's so a lot of them, like I have friends who are um, autoimmune deficient and they're scared for their lives yes. because they have they're at risk and this is it's not just age or party it's whatever it is your personal life and everyone has their own personal aspect and I think this is why this needs to stop getting political it's just people need to realize that they have to be looking out for someone else and I think people are doing that but people want to politicize people yeah. helping other people and whether or not that should be forced or not it's well, weird how it got super political and then people are trying to not make it political and people are getting upset with the Republican governor and mayor yeah. and you're our governor and president and you're like look I am a numbers person, so when I see that you've done you've done sixty thousand tests and fifty six percent, fifty six thousand of them are yeah. negative, we're still around the ten percent. That tells me that this is not as blown as you would no, assume. I, again, I think it's you're going to, I think trajectories. when, when, when this is all said and done, I'm going to keep repeating these numbers because I'm going to pull the footage. When oh, I a started. lot of people are going to have egg <laughs> on their face. No, because this doesn't blow past a million. It's going to be it's insane. I've been saying thirty thousand deaths. That's just I'm we, trying to yeah. be realistic about this, and then 10 million unemployed, which is going to be the trade-off, and then you all, I think we're going to probably look around a one percent or so death rate, and you know again I understand the reasoning for what we're doing and everything, but those are the numbers that I'm looking at, and again not based off of some scientific model that I'm going to try and tell you is you know is the end all be all. Listen to me, no. but I'm saying like just trying to look at this objectively, like that's kind of what I think it's going to be. And, th and, and people need to understand that we are not the healthcare system in the United States is nowhere compared to the. The, no, the, we're not the, Italy. The, oh my gosh, the no, one payer system of Italy or Spain. I think it's so stupid when people keep on saying, "Well, they have the best healthcare system in the world." Who? Obviously not, because no. that's what's <laughs> happening right there. And the way they built 
themselves and the way they've had such close connections with China. The city of Florence was having a whole thing, well, let's hug a Chinese person the month before the city got shut down because of the virus. And now there are 10,000 deaths because of that yeah. ignorance that's happening over there. Well, and one of these countries are about the size of one of our states. Yeah. And that's the other thing. And so while their population centers are very close to taking up the majority of the country, you know, and, and, and again, their resources are far more limited. Again, New York City, Los Angeles may be kind of the epicenter of these things, but you go to the outskirts and you go to other cities in California, and there's plenty of resources there for those people who may be suffering from this virus yeah. there. So let's, I guess let's, let's get into the difference between what's happening at a state level, a local level, and a federal level, because... Right now, again, you, you un probably most people understand what's happening at a federal level, right? They're watching the news, and they're seeing what the CDC says. They're looking at what Donald Trump says, and, and right now, we, don't, we have not enacted martial law. Like, as far as the no. update of this show, <laughs> we, have not update, we have not enacted any martial law, right? Um, some, some county commissioners would love for us to but, Oh, absolutely. They, no, that, that's the thing. That's what I want to get into is the oh fact that, God. like, you know, at our governor, who is doing a great job, again, great job. has enacted very strict guidelines for what we're doing here, right? We don't have restaurants open. We don't have, uh, you know, groups of 10 or more. We're keeping our... Are six feet of distance. Okay, you took you took, you took it. Oh, exactly. Bad timing. Time. Oh, we're look at keeping that. our six feet. Um, so we're doing. You know, the, the, we're following the guidelines right at the state level. Now at a local level, <laughs> at, <laughs> at a local level, it is whatever disorganization is happening at your you know in your local um, county first, commission. That first meeting. That I loved week. it. Uh, I laughed and you know, almost cried so many not, times. Not everybody that watches this show is in Tampa, so no. I just will give you the details of, you know... It, I don't local... think anybody had paid attention to <laughs> any type of local government to that extent until... That that may be the most, the most excitement yeah. local government has they ever had. They should live stream everyone. They should live stream really, everyone. Yeah, I yeah. want to see faces. It I want to see what their faces look yes. like. Yes. So, so, I agree. So that's the thing, though, is that <laughs> I every, only communicate with facial responses. But every local mayor... I want to see what they're doing behind the camera. Yeah. Like, I think it should be... Especially now with emergency, because they're all on phones, it needs to be video. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I do think it should be video, and I think we probably I should need enact to see that. Who's working behind the scenes, giving them papers? It, it should probably, oh, yeah. it should probably be in our sunshine laws I that you have, have to televise. You know, update. you have to televise, but you also have to live stream online because that's no one's watching PBS two channel two or something, whatever it is. I watch C span We're not watching C span. No, it should be live stream. I they watch should it all be live the time. Stream. Some people don't have cable. Anyway, to move on. Exactly. I don't have cable either. So, but your example here, your local mayor or your local board of county commissioners are making their own rules because they have the authority to do so. And again, they're, whatever the community looks like in Tampa, it is a fairly dense. Pinellas is fairly dense. Um, you know, our mayors decided to come together and basically put out an order, which is a lot different than a suggestion or a, a directive um, where they're just kind of advising you to do something, right? Like there is actual teeth behind an order, right? And so the order that they put in to effect um, that we spoke out against very loudly last week as a Tampa Young Republicans, and again, thank you to BizPack and uh, Conservative News Today for for relaying our message across, you know, uh, their their listeners and their and their readership. Um, the <laughs> the warning that we allowed them to, to kind of like give them a second to reconsider a full entire shutdown and then also taking such a strict action of of making it something that is legally enforceable. Yeah. We have crossed we have crossed a really scary line. I, I know and this was really this was the point I was trying to make offline, you know, in our in our chat group where we talk and plan about the show to enable, which is the fact that 
the fact that they went, they changed the word stay at home to safer at home means absolutely squat. It means absolutely nothing because when you compare the city of Orlando's who allegedly was far stricter than ours, the verbiage is exactly the same. The graphic artist might as well have been the same. Yeah. They use the same blue, the same white, and they and the same bullet points. And all it accomplishes is making people stay stay home when they could be at work. Um, and and all, again, all the bullet points were the same. And and the fact that whether it's enforceable or not, as we're seeing now, and we're going to talk about the river later, it is really uh, up. It's subjective. It's entirely subjective. Yeah, it's very subjective, right? But it's subjective when you're not following the guidelines yeah. that we've mm -hmm. all been told from the president, from the governor. So there's a yes, the but CDC. the law should not be subjective. So this is what's going to end up being. This is what's going to end up being the debate, and this is what is going to split down party lines. By yes. the way, is it was not going to be about necessarily the virus. It's going to end up being about what what can be done when a locality like Hillsborough County decides to put in an order that essentially risks and, and infringes upon your basic rights of freedom of assembly or freedom of speech or freedom, you know, again, like if you're out walking around now and assembling in groups of over 10, you're now able to be arrested. I mean, we're seeing it today. So again, it's a very, that very a, scary That's a very line. large example it, of someone taking full advantage of, after is, being told multiple times not to do something. It is just like, the point. It's one thing of just being around your friends and you're doing yeah. that, but when it's when we're going to get to the river, it's 500 people that you allow to be together yeah. when you know that there's these guidelines. And, and I'm not saying that the guidelines are wrong, right? Because I think we're all in agreement that we should be doing social distancing, yes. right? Like we should yes. be adhering Who by CDC practicing guidelines. Social distancing? And everyone is, but the grocery big, stores. The big difference is yeah. that grocery stores aren't. And so the big difference is they're that they're doing their best. They are not doing. the individuals that are running oh, yeah. the grocery store. It's those pe it's people in the grocery stores mm -hmm. that are not, and which I think is going to have to happen. They're going to have to start limiting the number of people. Well, they that are. are in those I was at um, one of the grocery stores. I'm not going to name. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but they had certain steps that you had to take, and they were allowing only a certain amount of people go in. That's this is a smaller one, so I understand why they're doing that because it could get packed and crowded. Sure. Yeah. In there, but. But if grocery stores aren't doing that anyway. Well, I'll give credit where it's due. Costco is a perfect example. They've put in the plexiglass, which we now know Publix has done. Um, where was I? Um, uh, uh, Best Buy is not letting you go in the store at all. Um, but again, now they're doing the plexiglass. Costco has been controlling who comes in and out of the store. You can see them, watch them clean off all of the uh, shopping carts. Uh, and then you've got these smaller, more local supermarkets who aren't doing any of that. And it looks like any other day. And as a matter of fact, I drove by the Home Depot the other day and there was a line out the door. So hopefully they're controlling the amount of people going in and out of there. But you wouldn't have known, you know, uh, that Home Depot uh, this weekend from three weeks ago. Yeah. So I guess the, the again, the, at the core of this argument that's going to end up being what I am going to assume is going to end up being a Supreme Court case. Because we are going to get to the point now where we have, again, uh, during a, a crisis, I, I, I understand that, you know, at a federal level, if they came down and enacted um, you know things like martial law and things like you know different. suspending habeas corpus and things that we've seen in the past during wartime, which you know Trump is saying this is a war, uh, but they haven't done it yet. So again, a locale coming down and saying that you know if you assemble in groups of over ten, we're gonna you know arrest you and throw you in jail. You know that's a 
that starts to infringe on your constitutional rights. And, and, and so agree, that's going to be a big argument. I agree that we are definitely in that tug of war what's happening right now. We did our best to remove from shelter at home, which is what she wanted to do originally. She wanted to shut the whole thing down to the point of what we got and the essentials and the exceptions yeah. and everything else. Well, look, what ten, was I, 10 pages long. So right there, you can still operate and do it. And now they're having conversations about barbers. Yeah, like who is able, essential. Exactly. Essential. So it's subjective. The problem, like you said, you have individuals picking and choosing which companies can work and which companies yeah. can't. And then you have the blowback of, well, everyone should be staying home. Well, if you don't have the economic ability to do that, then you shouldn't be having the, you shouldn't be judging people for that. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. What is it that the Republicans have to be the ones thinking about the lower 20% that have to <laughs> ride the buses, that have to work to be able to put food on the counter? Yeah. God bless everyone here yeah, and, that we have the ability to keep so on look, giving money and be able to like keep on feeding our families, but people don't have that option. Yeah, not everyone has that option. And so, again, we came out with our letter. Yes. We we gave guidelines for what we wanted to see, answer some basic questions. Um, the mayor decided to respond differently. The the emergency planning, um, you know, uh, group decided to, you know, act differently. Um, I I heeded my guidance, by the way, guys. If you don't know why we have this graphic above, is because after you know we decided to make this this letter. Um, I ended up in the uh, in the PSA. If you go watch the mayor of um, Tampa Did and the someone mayor, someone say they took it down. Yes. I, no, it's not taken down. It's still up. Actually, you can go see it on the mayor's page. I but I, I do have a cameo in the PSA <laughs> in the PSA that I disagree with. Which, by the way, is the best troll job <laughs> by the mayor's office. Uh, the mayor's I'm, office that I've ever seen in my this. life. If I am she so has something to do with it. Kudos. We oh, will she go- has nothing. Yeah, she has nothing, nothing to do with that. But it was it. amazing to see your face under that portion. <laughs> under the part that, that says, part. heed the guidance. Guys, they're, they're, this, is clear of, this is clear of like who is supposed to have an opinion about this or not. Oh, I love He's it. He's the expert. I love I, it. I am... I, by the way, I heeded the guidance. Like I did not go out to a church this weekend and go Synagogue. take place of any co- congregations um, that other. were taking place. So that leads us into our next topic, which is why this has become such a heated, you know, a heated problem. Is um, our a pastor at the River Church? Pastor. A, a pastor at the River Church was arrested today, just a few hours ago, um, after holding a congregation of a couple hundred people. Is that 500 people? I don't know if they did two services or one. They did two. They, so what it was, was that they had the morning ones and the police came and then I guess they had a conversation that said, and they, the church agreed that they wouldn't do the 7 PM. And then they ended up doing the 7 PM service in which led to all this. I hate that he's the one that we have to use an example of when the government has gone too far. No, I think he's the perfect example. I don't believe he is. It's We've all had these conversations for years talking about how this one individual pastor has been trying to either get money out of politicians to say that they're going to, that they'll get in the chair or to uh, manipulate uh, donors to keep on donating money or keep on using the word church. And even to the point that they lie, that he lied to his congregation saying that they bought all these kind of well, different and, and things so to make sure. Well, another, well, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold, guys. Okay. So what? What I want because of what I want to point out for the people who are watching who are not from the Tampa Bay area is is that this isn't your typical you know Christian church, okay? And I don't want to go down the path into <laughs> what exactly is going on at this particular church, but. Let's just say it's very questionable as to what is going on at this petition. Yeah, and and, and that's putting it lightly. And and without having to go into the details, 
there are a lot of questionable things that go on in this church. The guy's not even an American citizen. Well, this is um, and, oh, I don't know. And, oh, and he's constantly Lord. dealing in local politics. He's he's <laughs> he's taken money from from politicians. He's also promised money to politicians. Um, and so we're not dealing with your typical Baptist well, Methodist well, church that, what, that you're going to find down. And, the and that's what I want to say about this before because before we go too deep down a rabbit hole where we start talking about you know this church. What I want to make very clear is that the fact that the the sheriff and the um, you know the, this, this, the state attorney and the city has essentially made the decision to arrest this guy for disobeying the direct order, which is enforceable by law, but you know pro- probably infringes on your uh, right to assembly. They made this decision. I personally think very based on individual motivations, and that's not what's going to end up coming out. Again, I'm assuming there's going to be a lawsuit here, and so yeah. once there is a lawsuit, you're going to start questioning the the broader picture here of what we're talking about. Of like, can you assemble despite your disagreements with this person personally, despite your disagreements with you know individually them as a person or whatever it may be? I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's why. How mad do you think these people would be if it was a mosque that did it they would be saying arrest uh, all of them them. would they have done this if this was a mosque and that's the conversation and And that's why i don't think the sheriff or the city or state or county should have done what they did because now this causes a lawsuit which they're probably going the state the city will probably lose no but you had to you you had to make an example of somebody and the truth of the matter is he did this knowingly and mm-hmm. he has lied not only to the authorities, but he has lied to his congregation. Yes. But he claims he has these magical machines that he brought into into the building that cleaned everything, which I can assure you is is most likely a lie. They claimed, and, and uh, some of this has been reported, some of this hasn't, they claimed that they got permission to hold service, which was a lie. Mm-hmm. And well, we don't know that for sure. We don't know. It, did they get permission? And if they got permission... Who From was who? the gov- yeah. who was the government was official it? that proved sure. it? Again, so and if I they didn't, they're frauds because it's a fraud church. So I it's don't wanna, not a church. I don't again. I don't want to go into the details and make accusations. What I do want to state the facts of is that Hillsborough County has an order which you can arrest people for congregating in groups larger than ten in a room. And they acted on it. And again, I don't necessarily blame the sheriff, which is what it seems like everyone's going to try and do is blame yeah. the sheriff. But the sheriff doesn't make the laws. The sheriff enacts the laws, right? The, the city and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the board of county commissioners made this, which is why we urged against it so hard as an order last week. What, but yeah. nobody listened to us. Yeah. And so go, here we are in a have... situation where so they have to make an example out of somebody. And now we're going to have this philosophical debate and i hope we have it again next week because we're running out of time but philosophical debate over you know again can the can a local government decide to make this order and enforce it and arrest people for doing that and again versus your your uh constitutional rights rights. but i think that's where the question is going to be because at the end of the day you're giving people now the incentive to test this theory out yeah that's why i really wish they had not done what they did on both sides because now yeah now you're gonna have plenty of congregations and other groups that are going to want to congregate and you're gonna have to share going to constantly have to make these calls and that's no i think this scares everybody off from doing it i don't think i don't think it scares that many people it scares me from going absolutely i heated the warning where's my picture i am heating the guidance we have six (laughs) feet we are out we are out of honey jack at my household but <laughs> i have say- heated this morning <laughs> but just like why do they get to be above everyone else i don't why think that do, they they? do i don't think that they do again i think this pastor should have 
this pastor should not have done it. I do think it's let's let's make that very clear. This was a dangerous thing to do to put five hundred people yes. in a room. Correct. You know, me wanting to put on like a podcast with three people in a room and trying to make this as safe as possible is not the same as putting five hundred people exactly. in a crowded room and everybody exactly. breathing together and a bunch of old people. So, like, you put all they of those got some young together. people. They got you, you put all those things together, and it is dangerous, youth. and he should not it have is. done it. Let's make that very clear. He should not have done it. But under his constitutional rights, is he still allowed to do it? And that's what's going to be a very difficult question. I think it's going to end up being a Supreme Court we question. We are Americans. We have we don't it's know happening in Tampa. what happened. Exactly. We don't know the concept of no. We're all Floridians. You know, there are a lot of parts of this county that no one travels through, and they're going to start testing this theory out. Yeah, and but see, this is where your rights end at the moment that you're jeopardizing the, the safety and the rights of others. Not if and everyone so, went there knowing the consequences and risks that they were given. Yeah, they know the consequences. And that's, and they and that's anyway. where the argument lies. Yeah, I'm, not, but they, I'm not disagreeing with group, you, Johnny, that Johnny, group I'm at large. I'm not disagreeing. With I understand that, but that but group at they large still have a constitutional right. Yes, but now those 200, 300, however many people it was in that building, those people are now going out into the public. I don't disagree. And I can assure I you that just by the mere odds, there was somebody in that group that was that was that was infected. However. You still, we still are running this fine line of where the constitutional right of individuals over uh, are trampled over the safety and of it's the general like, public. If you ca- if I think, you cause I think the panic, safety of the general public supersedes that. And if you cause and enough we'll panic, have a co- our court case because of it. And, yeah, exactly. And if you cause enough panic, what again? What worries me, and like I don't like using slippery slope arguments, but Correct. to me, it's not slippery slope argument because we're this close from having a democratic president, and then them saying that environmentalism is a, a global crisis and an emergency, enacting the yep. same emergency laws and then right. deciding that if you're driving in your car you're breaking that emergency law and right. go to jail where it's like it's not that far and so like I, again like while i disagree with i disagree with almost every actor in this situation by the way like yes. every single person that's going to be brought up in this situation is going to be wrong um kind of like the tiger king and so the, <laughs> so what's going to end up happening is that there's going to be a lot of people in a lot of different elements to try and like comprehend and mentally juggle because it's not just going to be black and white at all and but it's going to be very a tough thing. And again, I think we're going to have to move on because we're going to start running out of time. Yeah. I there desperately want to talk about Tiger King. Topic for next week. I'm theory. This is not the end. Oh no! And I think no. especially oh, for no. the local Republican Party, this is just the beginning. We are only we're entering into week three of this whole quarantine situation. Can you imagine mid May or like oh, mid April? This is going to be a disaster. We're already having problems with this. Yeah. Only four days, not even four days, three days into it, and we're having issues like this. Yeah. What are you going to do? Start having um, checkpoints on Del Mabry and Bayshore? That's when things get completely out of control, and then you have people like us purposely breaking the rules that you're arbitrary we're not putting. purposely breaking the rules no but, but that's why we're saying that that's whether you now so but, we don't get to that point but this this is where you disagree with me and Abel, and i'm telling you the word safer at home or stay at home they don't care they're going to enforce it just the same and 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 you may think that that one letter or that one word makes a big difference but again if this continues to get worse they're absolutely going to take advantage of this I, and they're going to start enacting we have stricter to agree rest- to disagree because i read all 22 pages of that and if you are a business that can continue to function under cdc guidelines you're allowed to continue staying you're allowed to stay open and that is the difference between stay at home and safe no no it's home. not it, there's not that's not that it's a directive or an order it's a language well, that, yeah, it's 
that's a, that's a, a whole that's because that's what it comes down to. Because I don't care if it's safer at home or stay at home. The point is, if it's a suggestion from the government, a strong suggestion yeah. versus something that you can get thrown in jail for. That's the line. That is the difference. The key difference between what separates us and a lot of other countries that don't do so well. Yeah. So like I'm I'm and not bowing to public pressure. Of it's saying tough. that and it's well, tough you're going to you're, you're going to kill people. How do you say? How does someone say? Well, President Trump has blood on his hands because he hasn't closed down the country. Yeah. That is the stupidity so, of that so, argument. Well, so, that's but, essentially what Jane Castor was trying to do. They she were, was, yeah. She was on the call. She was trying, yeah, she was trying to put people into a panic saying that people were going to die. Yeah, well, and again, they like people are going to die. No one wants to have a hard conversation. No people are going to die. Like again, how many people is so far and wide going to be debated over the next few weeks and months that you know again it's hard to even to get a number around it. But again, no one wants to come to that hard realization. But again, where people did die is Tiger King, and now we have to talk about <laughs> beautiful segue. Now we have oh to talk. God. Now we have to talk about the number one show uh, in America. Jesus. The number one. It's not on my queue. That's it, all I'm going to say. It is the number. One most recommended, most watched thing on Netflix. Everybody is home right now. Everyone's talking about it. It is the most important thing. And so you have to talk about how, again, now we have just down the road from the river church that we were just talking about. Oh, it is not. Down the road. It's not. Okay, as far as the country is concerned, six feet by the way, as far as, as, far as the country is concerned. It's a big, the, small town. Let's the, just. It's a really big, small town. As far as the rest of the country is concerned, we have Big Cat Rescue and the River Church at the same city, and that's all that they same care about. Right. Okay. And Bush Gardens we... in between, and right Bush there. In between. Between. And Carrollwood, so, and the USF area. And we're a strip club the show, the country. I can't... Let's just add that. <laughs> I cannot come to Tampa. I can, yeah, come There's visit a, Tampa when you can. When, when, you're, when you're allowed, when, you're allowed when the apocalypse to. is over. Yes. Well, right. I'll tell you, those businesses along 60 got a nice plug in there. I mean, they got <laughs> they got storefront uh, signage there and everything in signage. the Netflix. Yeah. In so the, if you have not gone, if you have not gone and watched Tiger King on Netflix, first off, go watch it. It's the best seven episodes of television you will watch. <laughs> yeah. In in the history of television, I, I want to say. Um, it doesn't matter where you fall on these issues, but now what is going to come of this? What is going to come of this is that the Tiger King has come up with two very important questions. Is one, Carol Baskin, who runs, <laughs> who runs <laughs> Big Cat Rescue, is Netflix makes the case that she killed her husband. Right? Allegedly. 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 Well, she kind of concluded herself with the sardine oil. <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk about this stuff. This is a big deal. Oh, because, my God. So, so the, now it's like, did Carol do it? Now, they, they, the sheriff, the same sheriff who just went out and arrested this pastor, just posted on his Facebook. And on his thing, if you want, it's still an open case from like 20 years ago that if you have any tips, they're going to look into the case. So now everyone that saw this is going to be a detective and is going to yeah. automatically make comments. Yeah, wait, so, that one hashtag TV check the, the sewage drain. <laughs> uh, um, it's a, there's uh, that one show. It's like, it don't F cats. Have oh, you, yes. Don't, yeah, don't. Yeah, that, that was a big one. So it's so full disclosure, back in 2012, when I was at the Republican National <laughs> Convention, we actually volunteered at Big Cat Rescue. And funny enough, the things that uh, that Joe Exotic points out, like the horrible landscaping and how everything seemed very unkept, like that's literally what we were sent there to do. We went there and we cleaned up the cages. We did, you know, moved a bunch of debris Lost and cut weeds and all. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> So I mean to see all this kind of come around, I had no idea. I'd only been the that was the first time I was there. I went back a second time. The only times I've ever been there. But I I mean this was I I mean I 
I've lived here 14 years and I had no idea this was a thing. Well, first off, there's there's something I want to say I about this. I lived down the street and I didn't know it was a thing. So this one thing I, I want to say about camp this trips there. is that it is this is big business. It's very big business. Yes. And why this ties into politics and the reason we're talking about it, besides being the number one thing in the country this year, uh. is that is that there is really actually that she's trying to pass laws through Congress about um, you know banning roadside zoos you know like your your Dade City Wild Things your McCarthy's Wildlife like all of these places that are like you know uh, breeding tiger cubs the breeding of tiger cubs is bad let's let me come out on the well, record and say that, that right yes. like it's bad to breed tiger cubs and then kill the tiger cubs because they become not cute anymore like that's a real problem it's also a real problem to have them in your in your backyard which is why a lot of locales <laughs> have come out and made laws that you can't have a tiger in your backyard um some you can and so again this is actually something that's probably going to be brought up a lot more over the next year which is a big deal and then again you have people who are like well at the same time like you know we should be allowed to breed tigers um and then that leaves us to the hashtag free joe exotic you know which is you know should you be allowed to breed tiger cubs like should you what's what's the guidelines in in doing so um you know again he was Possibly, very possibly, allegedly framed for murder and is now yeah. sitting in there. And, and I actually think, actually, I'm jumping around a lot. Attempted there's so murder. Much, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of facts in this in the seven episodes. So if you don't <laughs> yeah. know what I'm talking about, you have to try and like get in there. Not a lot uh, of spoilers here, by the way. Not a lot of spoilers in here. Um, but no, but it, uh, I think that they're gonna have to ask the presidents um, during the, the presidential candidates. During the debates, whether or not they're going to pardon Joe, Joe made it to the this. stage. Should, oh because you have to, you We're have to be able this. to answer that question. If you can't answer that question, if you don't, you're going to fall on one side of this line. And Ebel and and Parker and Johnny, where do you guys? Let me ask you guys, where do you stand? What do you think about Joe Exotic? And should he be exonerated? You should he be pardoned? Put people like that on the point. If this is not appropriate at what? all, what it's policy. No, it's, it's policy because it's should you be. It kind of goes to, with the fact should, of just, should you should believe you, a Netflix documentary and that should sway no, your No, should you be no, able to own an exotic animal, which is a huge problem on. in Florida? Think about the pythons we've had here. Yeah. Okay, but full oh, disclaimer: yeah. Anibal hasn't even watched. No, Tiger I haven't yeah, watched. Anibal hasn't watched the show. Yeah, Anibal doesn't even get. This is like when Johnny was talking about the Dave Chappelle episode. In the comments, I want to know two things. One, do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Allegedly, allegedly killed her husband. Well, no, that's a direct question. <laughs> and two, do you think that Joe Exotic sh- should be in prison? What do you think his sentence should be? Because personally, um, I kind of think Carol did it. And then, um, you know, I second, nothing I, second, <laughs> second, um, Joe Exotic is being, I kind of think he's getting framed for murder, guys. I kind of think he's getting framed for murder. And, and while he deserves to be charged on killing big cats, I don't think he should be charged for murder. I think that the other guys are trying to save them and they set him up. They're trying to save themselves. I agree with that. I do think, though, Carol does need to come out and say she's a hypocrite because she used to, back in the 90s, she was doing the same thing and there are reports around Tampa of people saying she used to do this, this, and this. And she needs to come out and say, that was me, this is me now, I've changed, but she hasn't done that. It's our version of Alligator Alley, honestly. So What? What? (laughs) What? No. And evil... Stop. No, you stop. Can, just go watch the show first. I'm not watching the show. Watch the show first. watching the show. First off, you need to. It's, it's second, not on my top ten list. It's not in our queue whatsoever. We're watching other things. 
No, you have to. Like, like it is, it is your responsibility as a Tampa <laughs> like, Bay resident like to watch things. Tiger King. You should know what's happening in current events, especially in Tampa. Hell, oh, as a Florida God. resident, it's your obligation to watch Tiger King. I'm not, not going to be pressured into watching something that is stupid. Like everything else on this show, Nebel, you are wrong about <laughs> I love this how opinion. you've been waiting to say this the entire time. You are wrong about this the same way you're wrong about many other things on this show. Oh, we have um, plenty of things to say otherwise. I think that Tiger King um, debate is going to have to continue in the comments we are uh, i i apologize i want to i want to i want to apologize to everybody for the first few minutes of the show where we didn't have audio um you know uh, hopefully thank you for sticking with us throughout um you know some of the mishaps we've had today uh, we're always trying to clean up the show we're always trying to make it go smoother and smoother every single week um you know other than that again thank you guys for watching uh do you have the, everybody else want to give their their final thoughts on any of the topics that we're talking about today i do want to go back and say a uh, huge congrats to governor DeSantis for another baby DeSantis, Yay. baby Yay. baby baby maybe yeah maybe maybe maybe, maybe. Yeah. so thank you or not really thank you congrats <laughs> <laughs> we have another baby An evil. uh Kudos for passing the CARES Act. Uh, there's going to be a lot of help for a lot of people, a lot, a lot of small businesses, a lot of YRs that are part of the gig uh, community. And uh, I, honestly, teachers and parents that have kids at home, good luck. Again, do not kill your kids. It's, it looks really bad <laughs> when you try to enter into the d job market uh, at the end of the summer. What? Or use sardine oil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jake. So to try and end it on a couple of good notes, um, you know, again, I, I think that it's really important to remember, like, one of the reasons we do this show and we write articles and we do the things we do and we're involved with the Young Republicans organization at a federal, um, state, and local level is so that, you know, we are fighting for, you know, the rights that we believe in as conservatives, uh, fighting for constitutional rights and, and individual rights and personal responsibility and all those types of things. And there are, as much as we joke about a lot of these different topics and as much as we, you you know, again, kind of there's so many different pieces of everything that we're talking about. You know, that's ultimately our goal here. And again, w I really implore people to go in the next few weeks while you're at home and while you're you know, you get you don't have work as much uh, right now and you, and you spend time with your kids, spend time with your family. Um, learn about a lot of the issues we're talking about. Don't stop fighting for all of the rights because if we give up as conservatives any any bit of some of the rights that, that we're kind of starting to see infringed on, uh, I don't know when they're going to come back. So that's what we're trying to do we're as always, young people. We're always going to push back. That is the requirement yeah. as a conservative. We are always going to push back when it comes to anything that infringes on individual rights. Yeah, and then again, and then go watch Tiger King. Um, decide for yourself about Carol and decide about Joe, what, what should be done. Someone create a YouTube video video for an explanation in, in I'm sure there is one already. Just watch it. And then, I'm, not, I'm not wasting seven and episodes on that. Yes, you should. And again, and again, the last, my final words are this disease is not Bird Box. It is oh, not Jesus. that terrible movie. You can go outside. You can see the sun. You can interact with people. Adhere by the CDC guidelines. Adhere by the CDC guidelines. But this is not this is not something where we need to hide and shudder and, and, can, and completely just uh, avoid like the rest of the world. You can go outdoors and you, you can, can see things. You can still conduct business. You can still visit. You can still do all that you can do as long as you follow CDC rules and guidance. So, we are here. So, Dan, thank you. Johnny, anything? Thank you for blocking the six foot together. Right? All right. So I just wanted to go on record that, yes, I think Joe Exotic was framed, uh, though he should be, <laughs> he should be in jail for tiger breeding. 
Um, and uh, I don't want, man, I wanted to say so much more, but I want to don't want to ruin it for you. So definitely go and watch Tiger King. Uh, support um, Florida-based film and documentaries and productions. Uh, thank you so much for watching. It's the Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics, not just Florida politics. Again, thanks to BizPack Review and Conservative News Today for carrying the program. Uh, again, our best wishes to Mamie, uh, the Governor DeSantis' new baby. Thank you, Parker, for remembering to mention that. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, 7 o'clock. Make sure you subscribe, review, and check out the audio version of the podcast on Google, Spotify, and Android. On that note, cool cats and kittens, we'll see you <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, good luck. Long button. There we go. Good luck.